All right. In five, four, three, two, one, go. Hello, people. Welcome to our second episode of Catfish and Cornbread. I hope that you all have had a spectacular two weeks. Has it been two weeks? Yes. Uh, going on two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Hope it's been great. Um, we're coming back to you to talk about a little bit of everything. Um, the first thing that needs to be mentioned is, um, despite all my joke making of three people listening, our estimated audience uh, last time was 113 at this point, uh, which is very surprising to me. And also, uh, it makes me feel a little warm inside, if I might say so myself. <laughs> It's not too surprising to me because I have always felt like I was a little bit of a celebrity in my own mind. So when Clay referenced that number earlier in the week to me, it was a nice number for sure. But I almost kind of had the mindset of, yeah, this is to be expected when you have two stellar individuals. <laughs> One just thinks more of themselves than the other, mm -hmm. probably. Well, I never thought. I mean, uh, right now, the podcast made it on seven different platforms. Uh, it's had 127 total plays. I imagine those first six from me trying to make sure everything went got uploaded right. But um, a big thanks to you guys um, as far as um, all that goes. That was a, that was super uh, overwhelming to me. I mean, like I said, I thought if we got 15 or 20 listens, it'd be a good start. So we we really outperformed that, uh, and hopefully we can kind of blow those numbers away in the future. Do you hear my cat? <laughs> Which is a problem. Not a big animal lover. Uh, and I would probably say that cats are my least favorite. So, and I am face, my back is facing to the cat and he's purring or meowing. Uh, I just think that cats are unpredictable. So, as I'm listening to this, I'm a little bit on edge because I feel like maybe he'll pounce like on my back or neck or something. Okay, and then it really would be a show. Yep. So the big news, uh, as we talked about, and you just kind of came I in. Wait, I have a thanks too, though. I thank you to our listeners as well. I want to reiterate what Clay said. Uh, we appreciate it. We're definitely grateful for it, and we hope that you will continue to enjoy listening to our rants and conversations. Absolutely. Uh, the big news today, which just come across the pipe, like. Uh, I think like two or three hours ago as we sit here. It is Sunday, January the 26th, um, is the death of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, went down in a plane crash, seems like early this morning. Uh, the saddest part of that story to me is that his daughter was with him. Um, so, I don't want to get a chance to talk about a whole lot, but what, what do you think about Kobe Bryant? I, you know, I of course I have to be honest here. I, growing up, and even now in my age, Kobe wasn't like my favorite basketball player, but as an athlete, as someone who's competitive, um, I enjoy watching sports and playing sports, and basketball is my passion and love. I've always had the utmost respect and admiration for Kobe. I enjoyed watching him play. He was an unreal competitor. When the game was on the line, he wanted the ball. You know, I also would say that he was the ultimate teammate. You know, he was completely unselfish. But he realized his role on his team or in his program. You know, they didn't call him Black Mama for nothing. I mean, he was the go-getter, you know. And so this is definitely sad news, uh, and it's heartbreaking. And really, I and Clay, I'm pretty sure you will agree with this, as coaches – I kind of see this as a 
a way to communicate with your players also just how quickly things can change. I don't have children, but just the fact of thinking about his daughter being with him or other people being with him, there's so much out in the media right now. So, like, what is really true? At the end of the day, we know that there was a lost life there, yeah. a life lost. And we know at some point we're, we are going to die, um, however the, the Lord sees fit for that. But as we're living, I think you have to, like, cherish the small moments. You know, that's simple. No one woke up and thought about that today. Oh, no. I was, as we were – when we kind of got the news um, – my wife actually walked up to me and said, "Dude, that feels like part of my, um, part of my childhood." You know, uh, she grew up. She's. I have to admit, she's a huge NBA fan. Um, I, the only reason why the NBA is on the TV in my house, to be honest with you, is probably because she's watching it. Um, she. Um, what? I guess that's the garage door right there. That loud noise. Hopefully, yeah. I don't pick up. But the, um, you know, I never was a huge uh, Kobe fan, um, but there was kind of. Uh, I did recognize him for the talent that he was, absolutely, um, what he was able to do and overcome in his personal life. And also, the um, the uh, one of the big things after he retired, you know, I'm a big Nick Saban guy, um, and Nick Saban actually flies on a speaker to speak to his team. And I can't remember if it was two or three seasons ago, but Kobe Bryant was that guy. Um, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and make sure, but I believe he's the – He's one of the guys that, that kind of coined the idea that, you know, that, 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 that every career has an expiration date. You know, it all it all's right. coming to an end. And that's what he talked to about those guys. Uh, talked to those guys at Alabama about, if I remember correctly, was like making sure that they're their best every day um, and trying to perform at their level and be, and, and, and be exceptional, which is all great, you know, great news. But that's definitely sad that he's no longer around. He's no longer with us. And – I think Amber said something like they were traveling to a a travel basketball a travel game. Basketball game mm-hmm. So, yeah. And speaking of being your best, when he was speaking to the athletes at Alabama, I was looking up. You know, I like I said, I have a lot of respect for Coben. One of my favorite quotes from him, uh, one of two actually, but I'll read this one. He says, "I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you." And, you know. That's powerful in itself, and it has great provision in the sense of it spoke measures to his work ethic. Um, and it, I don't think you have to quite, you would ever question his work ethic because no. he demonstrated what it meant to work hard and to be hungry and thirsty and even passionate about what you feel like you're called to do in your life. And so I, I try to do those same things as a coach. I played hard as a basketball player. And I, if you've seen me coach, I think you would agree that I probably coach just as hard. But that's that's important to send that message to kids, especially kids who have aspirations of playing at the next level, whether that's D1, 2, 3, NAIA, JUCO, whatever the case may be. But you, you can't be lazy, you know. And I think that Kobe um, was a walking testimony of what it meant to work hard. I mean, I think LeBron – did LeBron just pass him? Yeah, just scoring recently. just recently mm-hmm. and all that, and there was a big deal made out of it. And then so, um, you know, I know it's going to be a sad day. Our heart goes out to those guys. Uh, you know, there's nothing that prepares you for that. That's uh, so the one thing as a human we're never prepared for is death. But, um, you know, hopefully his impact will live on. I'm sure to live on for a long time. Um, well, we started off kind of sad today. That's a little different. We gotta, we gotta, yeah, we gotta pick sad, this up. We gotta pick this up know, a little bit. Also, we're 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 paying tribute to 
uh, a legend, a legacy that has been left behind. And so hopefully people will take this and learn from learn something from it. You know, we, I guess, I consider myself a common citizen. As common American people, you know, we put our professional athletes or any person in in some type of dignitary um, office, we hold them to a higher degree or higher standard and kind of mimic or model our lives after those people. So, you know, as sad as this is, I think that there is something great to um, gain here. Um, And for me, I think it's just really like valuing and cherishing every moment. You know, like the the next breath that we take is, is a blessing. So, you know, like just... I guess I would say to my family, to my friends, people I coach, my players, and just people that I encounter on a daily basis is just cherish your minute. Your minute is just essentially your life. Yeah. So, um, All so. of us have an expiration date. Yes. Oh, so uh, you got in the Super Bowl, man. I, You know, I'm going to Chiefs, and it really, you know what's really funny? <laughs> I am so engulfed into basketball season right now that I was home watching TV and my family was very competitive athletic family. They kept sending these text messages about these scores. And I'm thinking, I'm watching basketball. What are they talking about? And I realized (laughs) that they were watching football. And so my mom sent a text that basically said Super Bowl party at our house, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it's time for the Super Bowl. (laughs) And of course my family you know, instead of saying, yes, Shavaya, it's time for the Super Bowl, they completely go in on me, like, where have you been? Are you living under a rock? What do you mean is it time for the Super Bowl? It's, we watch football every Sunday, you know, and so it's like, well, you're watching football, I'm watching b- basketball, yeah. or probably grading some papers now that I have a new position. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I never have really, I enjoy college football a lot, which um, we'll talk about here in a minute, because we haven't met since the... Uh, the national, national championship, championship game, but go Tigers! Yeah, but they absolutely, they um, I didn't realize it had slipped upon me too, and I had to look up today to see who was going. I've I've, I've never been really big on uh, not uh, you know I'm just not a big professional sports guy, man. Me either. Um, and it's not anything to. I mean, those guys are over. It's just they're so good. It's not. It's like when I watch basketball games, I don't miss enough to make it interesting to me. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm serious. It's like you know, you watch these guys play. We went to an NBA game uh, down in Atlanta. I guess, and, and and for the record, you know, uh, Atlanta's a, a big city. I'm not a big city guy, okay, um, and I'm certainly not an Atlanta guy. Um, so <laughs> Atlanta is the mecca for our African American community. So you're definitely not a big Atlanta guy. Well, no, it's just not. Want to throw that out. Yeah, but you might, that makes it sound like that's not the part. Like I don't know when I go. Like I, I don't know. I went down there and I just felt horrible. I walked around. There were so many homeless people, and I felt mm-hmm. bad. And then we went into somewhere. Last one of the last times I visited Atlanta, like on a trip, um, you know, it, was, it must have been twenty years ago or fifteen years ago now. And they, uh, I just felt I went in and ate at the Hard Rock Cafe, and there was like so many people. When we walked out, they were like, I was like giving food away. I, I just didn't enjoy it. It just seemed like to me there was a lot going on. There's a lot of uh, feast or famine going on in Atlanta, I and it's that. hard. Yeah, it's hard for me to watch. But um, we went to a Hawks game, and it was like. My first experience ever going to an NBA game. The Hawks were playing the Wizards. Were you with your family, or you were like it a was child? me and it was me and okay. me and well, Amber. It was the like, Wizards. So. Yeah, so it was. Uh, so I, this may have been, God, that was probably about five years after we went down on a trip. So it's probably ten years ago, maybe something like that. You know, within within the last John Wall was playing for the Wizards. 
Is that I'll right? Do the John Wall, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so we we get there, and I'm excited. Amber's excited. You know, she's an NBA fan. The first half of that basketball game was literally like a social gathering. Like there, there it was a social gathering that there just happened to be a basketball game going on. I mean, people walking around. There was all kind of stuff happening all over the place. Um, you know, even when the teams came out, they were coming through the stands. I mean, it was like a, it was like, what is this? And you couldn't watch the game or people up walking around, coming by. So, I mean, it was, it was really weird. And then that's the way it was till about midway through the third quarter. Then everybody started rustling to their seats. And um, with about, you know, three and a half minutes, four minutes left, the players decided. I mean, they just kept the game close. And then they, they gave the ball to John Wall, and he beat the Atlanta Hawks. And I was like, dude, we – I mean, y'all could have summed this up for me, you know, for the last four minutes. I mean, like, this was bad. I mean, it wasn't – I mean, it was it was nothing. It was just – it was – you know what it was? If you ever watch the Olympics with the racers, the the bicycle racers. you know, the cyclists. Yeah, but they're the cyclists that do it in the little – like the little dome thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they'll race. And, 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 like, I'm a competitor. Like, when they'll say go, I mean, I'm like a sprinter guy. I'm like, you'll go as fast as you can for as long as you can and get where you can get across the finish line. But have you ever seen those guys do it where they say go and they just barely start pedaling? Right. That's well, an NBA. Yeah, but we'll be, they're pacing themselves. Yeah, uh, but that's it's no, they're not. They're and it's yeah, like they, they sit there and go and they battle and like they're barely going. It's I mean, drafting. I think no, I think that's you could the, walk faster. I think the term is called no, drafting. Whatever. I could be wrong in in cycling, but yes, no, they're pacing themselves. They'll, they'll, they, well, you should go try. You it. should. You can walk faster, and then they'll do it for like two laps, and so they're racing six laps. Maybe. And they'll do it for like two and a half, three laps, and then one of them takes off, and the other takes off, but and it's a sprint to the finish. Is a long time on a bike. Like I'm not that. saying it's not. I'm just saying and make the race three laps and let's freaking get this bull crap out of the way and let's go on. You could play 300 (laughs) NBA games if you cut them out of four minutes and they all played hard. All right, so to the Athletic Committee in the United States. Yeah, to the the National Basketball Association. And the cycling club or whatever it's called. And the the people that pedal, I think, is the name of the group. All right, the pedaling people. (laughs) Please make sure you're tuning in. Yes. And this is Clay speaking. Yeah, that's right. Nobody wants to watch the first three quarters of people not playing hard, just keeping the score together. That's people just want my to opinion. Watch it. People go for the experience, not so much for the game. And that's fine. You know? So maybe you should find games where there is a unique experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, you should definitely that may do that. Work. Or, or just wait to the playoffs, and then or they start playing. do what I do. Just watch it at home if you don't like what you're looking at. Turn, turn the, the channel, yeah. No, that's that. Yeah, great point. Great and then point. you don't have to worry about traffic, walking up and down. But you've got to admit, there's a difference between a, a regular season NBA basketball game and a playoff NBA basketball. Uh, it game. means more. That, that's just in sports in general. Though. But the, but but what does that have it's to do? Winner go home. Even though it's series, it's still the mindset of win a winner go home versus that, the regular season. You see it all the time. Regular season, you, talk- you know, you have a. A game. But when you talk up. about effort, that's the antithesis of what we want to teach kids. I agree. And that's I the reason why I'm not a huge, huge pro but sports fan. That's I mean, also a, why people don't make the playoffs and be upset when things don't go their way because you didn't put in the investment in the regular season. So you don't even get to that point. But because you're so engulfed and captivating by watching professional athletes and you just the mindset is completely wrong so you're right yeah i just uh, anyway you know i just not me man but i will watch it come a playoff time i like to watch them closer because when you watch those guys in there there's no doubt the talent that they are and the ability that they have i only watch the playoffs towards the end right before the finals though because i still think early 
they're still a little selfish, sloppy, and just the play is just really boring. Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, you see a lot of sweeps, I think, um, yes. early on, which is, you know, I don't know, pointless. But whatever. Like I said, I think the NBA could be boiled down. You, if you if you really cut the fat off the season, you could play yes. it in like three nights. You know, <laughs> it's like one about, weekend tournament. This is money. Come on. Oh, well, I understand that. Yeah, exactly. So they're not doing that, so they're probably not going to agree. All right, so us. speaking, we're yeah. on a big sports kick, man. Did you? This is great. I've got a, I've got a question, and I wanted to ask when oh I gosh. watched that happen. Did you see Donald Trump walk in to the national championship game? I did. What did you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> My initial response was, "What the hell is he doing there?" There's so much more. That you need to be focusing on. However, I always have these disclaimer like whatever. Like he he should go and enjoy the collegiate national championship. Did you? But did you see his wife? They looked so stiff and nervous, and they were walking behind the military people. That to me that was comical. And did you see how they kept grabbing each other's hands while they were walking on the football field? It's so uncomfortable, dude. I I could not believe. I guess, you know, watching and kind of being involved in the media and the impeachment stuff that's going on, I would have never, ever thought he would have got the reception he got, though. That place erupted like it was the fourth oh, quarter of the national championship game. Whether you like him or not, um, given the position that he's in and that venue, you're going to hear the the praises more so than anything else. And of course, and, and you may disagree here, but the national championship was played in the South yeah, where it's predominantly, I think it's changing now, but predominantly very conservative. So given the two teams, Clemson, I don't really know about LSU, but they probably have more conservative followers than, than Democrats. But that wasn't, I think that that too played a role. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just, I don't think I'm what I what I'm trying to say is that was not a hey this guy's a conservative reception. That reception in my opinion was This is our president. No. Absolutely not. That was like we love this guy. We are behind like it was different. Like it was a different level. Okay. And and I, I didn't and I know some people may disagree and I'm certain there were people there who did disagree. I'm not saying that oh, sure. I'm just saying like the eruption like based on what you hear through like standard media channels, to see that, you'd think you might even like you it would moves. not yeah, or you, you might yeah. Yeah, him. like you wouldn't like you would never I would never in a million years when they said the president was coming out, he was walking out, I was like, Oh, this I wonder how this is gonna go. Oh, I, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't even nothing about the display of praise was shocking to me. I, I think if Dude. it was Obama, Bush, Clinton whomever in that position, I think that the response would have been the same. See, I disagree. I, I, really, I think I, I do. think just because of the label that's behind their name, the comma that's behind their well, name. Well, then that Absolutely. means that the conservative argument really don't don't hold a lot of water then. Well, it does, given the geographical location. So if, of, if that national tournament championship was played in California, the eruption would not have been the same. But fair enough. 100%. I, I, so I think being in the South, Played a major role in the response of the people. Okay, so if they were somewhere else, it would have been the same. But then that means you don't think Barack Obama would have got the same response. 
No, it wouldn't have been a, if it was in the South and Barack came out. I don't think it would have been as powerful. Okay. But I still would have said the same thing. People would have still have responded. So I, I'm not. I just thought it was over the top. Yeah, see, I don't. I, 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 I yeah, and I mean, I, and that's top. good because I want to hear. That's the reason why I want to ask you about it. It's because like I thought that was. I was like, holy cow! And I mean, that place erupted. People were anyway. So I just thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, the I think if LeBron James walks out the air. Same eruption. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. But that's that, I, that's my point. That's my point exactly. I have never seen a president get the same reaction as a celebrity. Okay. And when I seen that, I was like, yeah, I was like, holy moly! The, not and so and again, you're talking about a guy who um, is highly polarizing. Even I mean, like, and I don't know, like, there's no arguing that uh, some people, you know. The people who argue against him being polarizing are usually pulling in one direction or the other. You know what I mean? Like of it's course, it's it's, yeah. it's like he's highly polarizing. So to see that out of that many people and that reaction, the chance of USA and all that type of stuff, I was like, wow. Um, I, I just well, think and, you know we also have to take into account of what you know we were addressing the conflict also yeah. um, with Iran. So I think you know. That too, maybe added some flavor to the. Parade. I would just say this: he didn't have a chance. I mean, people I know, uh, you know, said when he when he came in, you know, this guy's a democratic plant. The, <laughs> the, I mean, seriously, like there were he, he's. I heard he's a democratic plant to get Hillary Clinton elected. Then you move on to you can't take this guy serious. All the mainstream media. I mean, just you can't take him. Well, go back and say, look. I'm not a. I am not a Donald Trump fan. Oh, absolutely. Let's I understand that. that yeah. But I will say that our economy is better. I wouldn't argue that. Yeah. You know, but I. I just and I and, and I I'll stop right there. Yeah. No, I I don't think. Uh, I don't know how you are. You can be a fan, and I don't know how you cannot be a fan. It's like the, the reason why I say he's polarizing. It's like you talk about those things. Um, you know, there's no doubt that he's done. There's no doubt the country is moving in a positive direction when you talk about economics, when you yes. talk about, I mean, all that type of stuff, uh, jobs, uh, the workforce. I mean, those statistics are, are just that. And so nobody's really talking about them now. They're talking about impeachment. But at the same time, I don't know how. I, I guess I put so much stock in people that I, that I think are wise. Um, and Do you think he's wise? Uh, uh, no. Oh, okay. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, when, when you when, if you can't put down a... Tw- like, if you can't put down Twitter, and I know we've talked about social media before, but, like, <laughs> if you can't just sit, you can't walk away from a tweet. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. I know. And, and when you can't. And, like, so I'm looking at it and I'm going, dude, how are you this good at these things? And then how are you this bad at this? And, and like, and, and I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I, it, I, it just, it just baffles me. But I was really, really, um, I don't know. It kind of gave. I kind. I guess I kind of got happy that people ch- ch- chanted USA when he walked out. I thought, I was like, well, okay. Well, hey, man, that's where I live. You know, USA, USA, USA. But anyway, moving on to the game. I knew. I knew that sparked some uh, interesting comments. So I was just um, thinking about that. But moving on to the game. Um, you know, poor old Clemson. They, they battled in there for about three quarters. Let me didn't say they? this. Can I say this? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a Georgia fan. Um, so I was rooting for LSU just because I'm sick of hearing about Clemson running through SEC teams. They beat Alabama. They beat uh, Texas A&M. Whatever. Okay. They so beat like, South Carolina I, a lot in recent history. Of course. Right. And so I was rooting for LSU because I also have some great friends 
um, and down in Louisiana. So shout out to my LSU Tigers. Uh, but let me say this. I like have, I'm watching this by myself at home because I, as a competitor, it's hard for me to watch big games with people who don't know anything about sports. Like, I just, I would rather watch the Andy Griffith show. I come over and let's just watch a marathon of Saved by the Bell because I don't want to sit and watch athletic events with people who are just clueless, you know. So you can never sit in the fans of any high school game. Oh, no. I I watch – I really think that I'm a real celebrity when I go to high school games. And you can ask my mom. I will sit – my best friend coaches at Hart County High School. And I will sit in his office or in front of his office on the floor or away from people that I don't want to talk about basketball with because they just don't have a clue. So – I got my food ready, laid out on my TV stand, or you know those. You know yeah, those TV sports. tray. Yeah, TV tray, gotcha. So I'm feeling good. All of a sudden, the game comes on, they're showing their pregame warm-ups, and I get completely nervous. Like, nervous like I'm the one, like I'm Trevor Lawrence or somebody out there getting ready to play. I don't know what's happening to me. Like, And so I send out a snap to my friends and some of my college teammates, former college teammates, and ask them, like, is it just me, but is anybody else nervous like about watching this game? Like, I literally think for 20 minutes, and that's not even embellishing anything, 20 minutes, like, someone's going to come in my house and give me this pep talk before you go out and play, and I didn't even play football. But I think just the competitive nature in me was like, I, I'm about to go out here and just get after it. But really, I'm just sitting on my couch. It was so bad that I had to – turn on Netflix and watch a movie, a part of a movie. And when the game started, I turned back. Did you watch the Remember the Titans speech? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you watched, ain't it? No. Yes, it is. No. You watched no. Rudy make that tackle at the end. What did you watch? <laughs> Coach Carter. Coach Carter. <laughs> I knew it was something. You know, our greatest fear is that, not that we're inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. So I had to listen to that uh, dialogue right towards the end of the movie it was freaking amazing so it got me like calm composed it got you in your happy place yeah and then i can watch the game well i can be honest with you i thought you know i I didn't really want to open up uh too much i thought lsu was a better football team i thought they were probably two scores better um and i wish we'd have talked about it beforehand where to force my hand but um, I thought Clemson did a did a pretty good job, especially early on. In the first on. half, they did. Yeah, uh, you know, Brent Venables, Venables uh, it's yeah. – I'll tell you one thing. They're, they're, they better be happy in Clemson, South Carolina, that that man has not left uh, pursued anything to be yeah. a head coach. I, I think that's – and that's solely probably on his – I don't know a sure. lot about it, but I'm certain if he wanted to be somewhere else, he could be somewhere else and he making more money, but he enjoys where he's at. Um, and no, he's he, making great money. Yeah, he's making really good money, and he uh, is good at what he does because he really early on uh, took that high-powered offense that was really good at moving the football and shut them down. Um, and then, you know, the targeting rule, I'm so sick and tired of that rule playing a big part in all these big games. Yes. Uh, which, you know, I don't. I, to be honest, is, if I was being honest, uh, which I usually always try to be, uh, yeah, I think without the targeting rule, Clemson may not even make the dance. Um, really? Yeah, in that Ohio State game. And and and, and listen, save your emails or whatever. That. Don't the, save your emails. Send dude, them as yeah. long as they are respectful. The dude just... definitely targeted. Okay, there's no doubt to the to, to the, the to the rule of the law. He he. But that was a fourth 
that was going to bring up a fourth and 15. Clemson got the punt. They end up kicking their their top five uh, – our first-round pick off the field. He right. don't get to play. Clemson gets the first down. They score on that drive. The next drive, Clemson scores when Trevor Lawrence scatters. That kid missed a tackle. Um, there's a lot of stuff that went on in that football game that, that because of that targeting rule. And I just don't like it. Um, and I hope they bring some kind of common sense back into the game. Um, that that allows. I mean, these guys are hitting moving targets. Right. So you are you saying that you don't think the player should be ejected? Like you understand the rule. I think. You, know, I, you think the consequences. See, here might I go. I think. Yeah, I think what's happening is, you no, know, what's happening is people are soft now. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. There's no doubt. But but listen, and I don't want to. I don't want to disagree. Anybody who listens, I mean, I coach people's children. Okay, and I got a child who plays yeah, football. Me too. All no right. kids though. But but. I don't want them to think that I'm not anti-anything player safety. I want the kids to be safe. I want them to use good technique. We teach good technique. I mean, all the guys that I know are USA uh, tackling certified. That Seahawk attack, all that tackling system is supposed to save you from using your head. Uh, We teach all those techniques. Um, I've been – that happened uh, years ago when I was at Spartanburg. um, So, I don't want anybody to think that I'm anti-player safety. But I, I do want people to realize that in 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 the movement of the game, sometimes that's the reason why you wear a helmet, all right? And it's not good to tee off on people. And, and the spirit of the rule is right. I think the execution of the rule needs to be worked on. Okay. Now, um, part of me wants to say, you know, look, I made it. There's a lot of people who's made it. You know, let's, let's not go overboard. Uh, and I hate the whole lawyer. The officials have to have a law degree now. I mean, they have to understand intent, and he was doing this, and the ball right. was doing this, right. and it's just it gets a little much. But I say all that to say, I think they probably need to do like a flagrant one, flagrant two, okay, um, like they do in the NBA. With hey, man, the guy did it. There's no doubt he's got to be more careful. But, but it, wasn't it wasn't intentional. intentional. He wasn't trying to kill the guy. He wasn't trying right. to rip his head off. Um, he wasn't trying to knock his head off. I mean, because because if you take the violence out of the game, the game is not as good. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I I, I don't. I don't know how to say that any other way, and that's at every level. The reason, and it's and it's good. In my belief, this is the one thing, and this is the one reason why I like coaching it. I want to I want to protect it. I want to do everything we can to protect the game of football because this is the one thing that kids have now that teach them how to overcome adversity in a physical scenario. Right. Short of boxing, short of MMA, short of wrestling, okay, uh, and football. That's it. There's nothing else that a kid can go do. And kids probably shouldn't be fighting and boxing at, their, at the age they're in if you want to talk about getting hit in the head. So now you've got two sports. Rugby. Um, rugby would be another good one. But, again, it's not, it's not established in the United States. You're not talking about something where every kid can what go do. What about lacrosse? Uh, lacrosse is not bad. I mean, but okay. it's not the same. It's not the same level. Okay. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, there's football, which is super brutal, and then there's wrestling. And so every fiber with my being wants to protect those two things and allow those kids to compete because I think that's the one thing that we have. Kids don't not – I mean, even where we're at, there's not as many kids that have to work. There's not as many kids that have to go experience the world. They learn how to overcome adversity and through pain and, and, and you know, learn the lessons about getting back up through sport. And I, I think that these sports are critical – uh, for all these young guys, I mean, you know, you don't have to be, you know, if you want to be a skilled basketball player, that takes a lot of athleticism. Amen, um, brother. And and if you want to be a skilled football player, depending on your size and ability, you can be skilled in many different ways and contribute in a football game. Right. And so uh, we had a luxury of going up and spending some time with uh, 
a guy named Carl Frichty, who's a coach of the Caledonia Warriors up in Minnesota. One of the they have the winningest football program in the nation right now. I think they're sixty something and five state championships. I mean, it's ridiculous okay. how many games they won. And and I was watching some back interviews in, in in preparation to go up there. And one of the things he said is that he said, guys, what are we going to do with all these little boys and all their energy? You know. And when he said that, it kind of clicked with me. When my son play an eight and under, his behavior is better at night when he's went to football practice. Um, you know what I mean? And so. When I start thinking about that, and I say, well, th- we need to get all these kids, all these kids who are having trouble in the classroom, all these kids who are doing all need to be involved in something that runs the, you know, runs the crap out of them and gets them tired. That way they go home and go to sleep. They're not getting as much trouble. And um, to take it a step further, I had a friend um, who has, uh, I was talking to him, his son uh, is on the spectrum. Uh, some kind of, well, I don't know what all that means. So I'm not going to talk like a, yeah, something to do with that. But I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't claim to be, but I asked him one time, I said, what does he do when he goes to like his speech therapy or whatever it was? And he was like, dude, they put him in a weighted jacket and they run him through an obstacle, obstacle course, obstacle course. Sorry. Struggle with that. Um, and they do it like three times. I said, in speech therapy, he's like, yeah. He's like, dude, it wears him out and he can focus. And so it just, I, I, with all that being said, you know, if you start removing all these comp- competitive things these kids do or not allow, allow them to experience it, I think we don't understand the backlash of that. Um, and so, again, that's one of the reasons why I'm a big proponent in player safety. I want them to be safe. Right. Um, but I do not want to make this game a game of pansies. I don't want to make it a game of people who are scared to get hurt. Or, or, and I don't want to not celebrate the tough guy. And the tough guy is the one that gets knocked down and gets back, back up. up. Yeah. That's the tough guy. Yeah. And so and when, when you when you when you make it illegal to knock him down, there's not as many tough guys. And that, that just royally pisses me off, excuse me, to have to sit there and watch that and then see the outcome of these games potentially be uh decided by that. Uh, yeah. And I mean Clemson right. lost their best middle linebacker. You know, by the same thing. The kid was responding, he he violated the rule. I don't think that kid was doing something intentfully wrong to try to hurt somebody. Or malicious, yeah. Like with, and right. so so I, I just I'd like to see that changed. Uh, that way, these games are not decided that way that you don't allow. I mean, of course, if a kid if somebody's not protecting herself and and somebody peels back and just knocks his head off for the sake of him being on the other team, yeah, okay, we can punish that with an ejection. But those kids that are playing full speed at a bang bang play um, and just happen to slip up on a technique use or in in that in the kid from Ohio State, Trevor Lawrence dipped his head to take the contact. And so, even though the kid used the wrong technique, he probably wouldn't have gotten in trouble if Trevor Lawrence don't drop. Right. You know what I mean? So, it, it just it's just so many what-ifs and so many variables. I don't think it's fair to treat those guys that way. Um, and so, that's my feeling on it. I've been on a rant long enough about that. Well, no, that was a great rant because I do agree with what you're saying. Um, and I'm, I think that player safety is important also. Um, so, I, I hear you loud and clear. We just need for the people who make these rules to hear us. Yeah, hopefully they're listening. We, yeah, they'll be hey, listening. We got a, we got a That's right. 113 of them. May, one, of, one of them guys may be the right. guy can that makes it. you see who they are? You just no, I can't see who they are. I can, okay. I can only see what they – I can only see what um, – avenue they listened okay like because the little thing we use it sends it out all this different stuff so 